Welcome to Trippin' in the Woods Podcast. Thank you for stopping by while you're trying to survive out there in the woods. Before we start this episode, a word from our killer sponsors. This episode is brought to you by... Come down to Tent Ritual, the store for all your camping needs. We got hiking boots, pre-worn. Them babies are ready to rock and roll and already broken in. We also got a tent, and you ain't gonna believe this. This thing is made out of denim. It's durable, tough against any weather, with a zipper straight off of a Levi Strauss. Before you go camping, you better stop by Tent Ritual for all your camping needs. <laughs> Today's episode, episode four, is going to be on the ritual. We are literally in the woods this time. And uh, let me introduce my fellow hikers. This guy loves to hike. In blue jeans, Michael Niebauer, how are you? I'm good. Did you have a good day today? Yeah. All right, next up, in the woods, we got the hiker that uh, will eat the wrong berries every time because he never seen a berry he didn't want to eat. Steven, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here, and uh, I could definitely see uh, Niebauer... Hiking in blue jeans. <laughs> He's the blue jean man. If you ever know anything about Niebauer from this podcast, is he wears blue jeans every day. All right. <clears throat> also, if if I was going to go on a, you know, ritual hike, I would go full Canadian tuxedo, where I would do jean, denim jacket, with a <laughs> denim shirt, with the shorts, with the with the pants, and I have to just go full. <laughs> Full the first rainy it. night, man. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really I can't move as fast as you guys. <laughs> Slow it down. You're supposed to be unbreathable fabric, but I'm stuck. <laughs> All right. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Blaze. I am your host in the fucking woods. Let's do this. All right. And Blaze and Blaze is wearing jean shorts, cut off jean shorts. <laughs> you know for it. This With the dangles, a little dangle of uh, thread. I'm down for that. So this one, we have the characters of Luke, Hutch, Phil, Dom. There's one more. I forgot his name right now because he dies really early. A bunch of dudes at a bar planning their next trip. They're all making jokes where they want to go Amsterdam here and there and whatnot. You know they have walking trails in England. This uh, feels really true to a horror cliche. You started off with a bunch of friends. One friend goes down, then the journey begins. So we get into the liquor store scene very early on, and this is going to be that... Robert. Robert, thank you. This is going to be that flight or fight risk. This is... uh, Where Robert dies. Rob would have loved this place. He's a good man. The best of us. And he dies in the liquor store because he didn't give up his... Watch. Wedding ring. Okay. What is this? God oh. <laughs> did this movie. Oh I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to pop a pop quiz on you because I, I thought you saw the movie. That was an accident. I swear. I swear I did. I swear I did watch the movie, but I, I don't know why I thought he wouldn't give up his watch. I, I think there's a part where he won't give up his watch and then his wedding ring. <laughs> he didn't care about it. Because who does he give up their wedding ring? Like, come on, dude. 
It's just a band. It's just a watch. Who cares about the watch? The wedding ring is harder to get off because it's on your ring. Your yes, finger. but the watch, the watch, his dad had to hide up his butt during <laughs> World War II for three years, and then he had to pull it out of his butt and give it to him as a son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not making it. It's not making it. How was none of that making it? Come on, man. So back in the liquor store, we got Luke and Robert. We get the scene where the liquor store is being robbed. They they have the they don't notice anything when they walk in until they see the lady on the ground. Luke somehow backs up. I think he does it too quickly. I don't know how he's he's able to do it. But the first question, I guess, is would you come out from hiding to help your friend or do you sit back there, Nibar? Well, I think we're all still waiting for Nibar to come out. In general. (laughs) 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 You better come out, man. Come out. Okay. All right. So. All right. Um. If my friend's getting robbed, I'm coming out of that closet. I'm coming out of the goddamn closet. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the liquor store. And Luke is hiding behind bottles. I don't think he knows his friend's going to die. You know, he's going to give up his stuff. So maybe it's not all the worst thing to be hiding because you don't want to get robbed too. But then his friend does die. So... Would you get out and help him out, or would you stay back there, Nibar? You know, this sounds like a very similar situation, you know, to like a weekend, you know, that I've been on. You're just hanging out, and there's some fucked up shit happening at the store that you're at, and you just got to go into the gray style where you, like, break the bottles and, (laughs) like, wrap them onto your hands, and you have to, like, bear fight the person, you know? (laughs) And that's what you just got to do. Like, so, okay, so... My whole thing is the guy probably couldn't take his wedding ring off because he never was able to. Like, he didn't take it off in so long. So, like, he, the option of him, like, removing it, he probably would have had to, like, cut his finger yeah. off or something, you know, and that, like, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm totally going, strapping, strapping some, you know, clacking the <laughs> bottles together. <laughs> clacking the bottles together. And then I'm just going to go after it. That's it. That's, that's all there is to it. Okay, so I would defend my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, because I mean, what, what do they have? They had what, like a machete and like a bat or a hockey stick. Like what? Are, you know, I, I'm, I'm not scared if Casey Jones shows up throughout the Seven Eleven or the liquor Ooh, store. You nice know? drop. So I would be out there. That was a teenage that was a nice turtle one. reference, guys. But um, uh, but I, yeah, I would be defending my friend too. I don't know how you hide back there, especially after your friend. To me, at least after your friend gets murdered, then you got to run out there. I guess what? right. Like Mike said, uh, like Mike said, you know, clack some fucking glass together and stab these guys in the neck. You know, let that shit score it out. All right. So no, when the friend's dead, there's no reason to come out. You can't come out when the friend's dead, right? You stay in the closet. Nibar. I feel like I feel like you have to come out. I feel like you have to come out after the first time. If you didn't come out when he's alive, it's gonna be cheap to come out when he's dead. But I mean, how did the, so how did that scenario go? Did he just hide there? Those guys ran off, and then eventually the cops came, 
And then oh we my god! We all watch we did. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> this is what happens. He's there, and they're asking for the shit. They're like, hey, well, "Yo, you know, give me, give me your, give me your wallet. Give me your watch." And the guy's like, "Okay, here's my watch." And then he's like, "Here, I need your wedding ring." And then the guy's like, "No, man, ain't doing it. You know, ain't doing it at that point." And then he gets his face sliced up, and he gets killed. And then we break to obviously that was the friend that wanted to go hiking. None of them wanted to go hiking. Now they all have to go hiking because his fucking friend died. <laughs> Listen, I know what happened, but but they cut they cut from when he gets killed to pretty much them on the hike. You know? Yeah. There's like dead space in there. They leave it to interpretation. That's what I'm saying. So after his friend gets killed, what's he gonna do? Just sit there and hide behind the the shelf and wait till. Eventually the cops show up. Meanwhile, their friends have been sitting outside for a couple of hours wondering what happened to those two. No, no. Now no, you got to be no. the dick. Okay, so what I what I think happens is the the people that robbed the place end up leaving and then he goes outside and then the cops yeah, end up it. coming. They leave and yeah. he goes outside. So yeah. like, it's not like three hours where his friends are outside waiting for, not you know, what the hell three hours. I mean, they all have cell phones too. So even if it was three hours, they'd, just <laughs> they'd walk <follow>. in. <laughs> yeah, they'd walk in. <laughs> No, I think what happens is they don't know that the place got robbed. He walks out and he has blood on him. No. Okay. And then they're like, hey, no, what he happened to you? He has no okay. blood on him. Remember, that's what they, they Dom like rips on him for. He's like, oh, not yeah, a drop of fucking like, yeah, blood on you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm the only one to watch Yeah, the he's movie. like, you don't even have blood on you. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Look, man, I read the spark notes. <laughs> bringing it back. All right, so. Bringing it back to the spark notes. So is it is it wrong are worthy of blame to be inactive in that scene because in general i guess inactivity can be definitely a blame value your judgment but dying with your friend i don't know i i I can't find a blaming him in this situation i don't blame him i don't blame him per se i wouldn't blame like if it was one of us and you guys were in there and then someone got killed that's not you didn't kill them it's not your fault however like, if it was me that was in there, I would probably have, like, survivor's guilt or my own guilt because I don't want to live to begin Definitely. with. So, <laughs> if I had a chance to run in there and get killed with him and I didn't get killed, I'd be a little upset at myself, you know. But but I wouldn't blame somebody else. if they, I'd be like, no, dude, you know, you know, should you have done something? Yeah. Am I upset at you because you did it? No, because you didn't kill him, you exactly. know. Exactly. And, and I think you're going to hold that blame on yourself anyways. I don't think you need added blame by yourself. Yeah, or exactly. Then they go on their hiking trail, and this is where you get into the meat of the film. Very much a lot of Descent vibes. I don't know if you've ever seen The Descent. That's a great uh, uh, horror film where a group of friends, a death happens. Then they go on an outdoor adventure in the name of that person, and there's creatures. Very similar. Go watch it right now. <laughs> Turn this off. The hiking, <laughs> Turn this off. The hiking right in now. Sweden. They foreshadow when they, they mention the mountains made by the Nordic gods bashing with a hammer. They should add a hammer bashing scene in this film. That would have been cool. But this is where we get the, the little bit of the character building. And then you don't get a tripping in the woods because they're not in the woods yet. But you get a knee twist on the mountains. Ow! Oh, oh, it's twisted. It's twisted. Which is another horror cliche. You get an injury. Now we got to take a shortcut. That's on the map, but... Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest. Yeah, why not? It's off the route. And that, that happens in so many 
uh, horror films. Another horror cliche is a broken down car in the middle of nowhere. Kind of doesn't make sense. You have that like van just sitting there all rusted out. Another one, the photo op, which is one of my favorite horror cliches in that uh, you have a bunch of friends and it's the beginning of the adventure. They all take pictures. Look at what we have accomplished. And then they're all going to fucking die the rest of the movie. I, I love that scene. I love the euphoria of happiness that you know is just downhill from there. It's great. How do you feel about the woods? How do you feel about the atmosphere? I, I felt like the woods kind of had a character in its own self. Uh, did you did you feel anything of those long shots, the creepiness of the woods, the breathing Nibar? Yeah, they definitely made a, a very clear distinction of, you know, being on the correct path versus going into the woods. And they made the woods look um, treacherous, maybe, or, or maybe treacherous isn't the right word, but unsafe. I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, there was definitely the, a very big distinction there. And when they chose to, when, when they chose to go to the woods, you already knew that it was going to be a problem. Yeah, and I like treacherous because it looks like, oh, we can just do this shortcut, but it's obviously a trick kind of deal. Like you're getting fucked over. Uh, Steve, how did you feel about the woods, the character? Why well, like why well, like so? Um, if you remember the movie, because I watched it. <laughs> that uh, the trail they were on was called King's Trail, right? And so they're walking on this very specific path, God, very specific right. trail. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, uh, it's a very specific path, very specific trail, and it was what their friend who died wanted to go on. So something known. <clears throat> but if you notice, the the King's Trail purposely went around this one forest. It purposely went around this forest for who knows how long, thousands of years. So to me, that was ominous of saying, oh, we could just cut through the forest. It's going to save us three days' time. Well, yeah, then the original trail would have been through the fucking forest then, you know? Like, uh, there's a reason why the trail went around the forest. And to me, like you said, that kind of set up, that kind of made it ominous. And then, yeah, I do really like the shots when they get in there and you start to see the ruins carved into uh, the trees and stuff like that. Uh, but that right away, right like you said, right away, it's a super horror trope. Guy hurts himself. They need to get there somewhere quicker. They decide to take a shortcut. The shortcut's always the bad idea. Boom, 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 boom. And boom. I, and I love know. the long shots because it's like something is you're not you're staring at the woods, but something is staring at you. And I feel like I'm searching for that when we're looking at the woods and it's looking back. But uh, <clears throat> then we run into our first, you know, you fucked up going this way sign. The the creature. That it's like split open in the trees are the deer or moose, deer. whatever you think. It's a deer. <laughs> it's a deer. We all confirmation it's, it's a, a deer. deer. Okay, Nibar, do you do you turn around? Is that is that a sign? It's fresh blood. Uh, what the fuck could put it up there? Okay, so if if we have an injury, there's four of us, and and one of us are injured, and we're trying to get our friend to safety. And we go into the woods, which we didn't really want to anyways in the first place. And then now there's like a deer completely cut open, like 20, 25 feet in the air, like stuck onto some branches. That's that's going to be a no for me. That's definitely a, that's, that's a hard no right there. I'm just going to turn, I'm just going to turn right around. I'm going to tell that guy to suck it up. I mean, that's at the turn <laughs> you know? around and you, you build you a tourniquet or whatever. Like, yeah, you're, you're, we're going to 
I don't know, carry him or like something at this point because I'm I'm yeah. not dealing with that. I'm just not Two dealing guys with that. carrying him on like some sort of structure they can build right there and then they take turns switching up to who's carrying him, you know? I think they could have did that. So here I got a I got a fun fact. Uh, a lot of people don't know this and this will be cool for our viewers out there, our listeners. <laughs> our listeners. So the guy who wrote and directed the descent, which you're referencing from 2005, he watched the ritual in 2018. So that's a fun <laughs> fact for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dick. All right. And then so <laughs> Yeah, that's in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so we're in the woods you just saw a crazy ass deer mutilated hanging there it's been gutted now you're seeing symbols here comes the storm we're in the random creepy house uh with that creepy looking statue on the second floor i love a horror film that kind of like because so far we've seen nothing we don't know a monster we don't know if it's hillbillies in the woods we don't know what's going on and it takes its time to reveal anything like that. So we're just getting all the suspense, all the creepiness, the, the, the twists and turns. So you go into this house and you're sleeping on the you're sleeping on the first floor. That second floor is too fucking creepy. Then we get to the morning. Or well, I guess we get to the scene where Luke wakes up outside. Then he runs inside and everyone is... Uh, fucked up in some way you have the one guy who pissed on himself hutch you have dom in the corner yelling for his wife gail and then you have phil worshiping naked, upstairs praying. yeah praying yeah. to the uh the idol they're all obviously having different dreams do you think because what we know about dom later on that his dream kind of comes true is everyone dreaming about their death or something that's going to happen i think i think they're yeah, I think they're they're dreaming about their death. Yeah. Yeah, I think while yeah, I, I think, think so. I think while like you said we 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 what do we get? What'd you say, Luke or Dom's? We we get a view of their uh, dreams and how it's set up. I I I would even say it's yes, it's their dreams, but this is the creature also influencing them. The creature is kind of uh, getting into their heads to mess with them and kind of give them something of what they want but a fucked up version and why i say with that is is the one who's married to gail which is which is dom like he sees his wife and then we all know what happens later in the movie when he sees his wife i think that was the creature kind of fucking with them and the other thing you know and, and again not to jump too far ahead that i really liked is phil when he's like naked praying to that statue that statue <laughs> we know you like that part <laughs> that statue the cool part about that is that statue is like that creature's head remember like that's the creature's horns and i really like that 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 yeah. was built like I, I just thought that was really cool that you you wonder like what is this like no armed statue that was made but it's not really it's the creature's antlers so you're saying that you you most identify with Phil as far as the character is concerned? No, I probably would be Luke, um, because usually when I wake <laughs> up uh, from night terrors like that, I have crazy scratches on my chest. Okay. Yeah, and Nebar is definitely Dom. He would definitely find a way to hurt himself on this trip. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They call him weak knees, right. weak knees, Nebauer. <laughs> <laughs> In his denim Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian tuxedo, baby. 
I like it because, yeah, in Luke's nightmare or whatever, all that you notice of the creature is the eyes, like the glowing eyes of the character he sees. So we don't know anything about this creature yet. So now we get to the first glimpse of the creature with the hand on the tree. And you get that that argument when Luke comes down screaming about, yo, I saw something in the woods and everyone's fighting. Like, you didn't see nothing. Let's not try to freak out. Dom pretty much just throws the whole blame of Robert's death on him, uh, which is huge dick move. Then we get the the left-handed jab, bam, real quick, broken nose for Dom. So he has a twisted knee and a broken nose. And he's having the worst time right now. Dom, right? Who cares? Fuck Dom. Yeah, but Phil's, you know, his feet are a little jacked up because he, like... He bought know. brand new boots at Payless. Brand new <laughs> oh, <I forgot>. yeah. <laughs> Phil had to break in the new Damn. boots at fucking on the first hike in the in <laughs> Carpathia, the mountains of Carpathia, Romania. Now, uh, we have the night before our first kill from the creature, which is Hutch. The night before, Hutch kind of concedes that we're lost, we need help, uh, and everyone's breaking down pretty much. So he tells Luke, "I want you to go ahead." And I'm going to hang back with these guys and we're going to like just camp out here. The next morning, Hutch doesn't make it. He gets taken by the creature. He gets murdered by the creature pretty much. And everyone's in a full like running around trying to find Hutch because they hear him scream. So they lose their tents. They lose everything. So this creature's around them at all times, right? Is that That's safe to say. Yeah, and, I, and actually I think part of Hutch's dream, he kind of realized yeah i'm not gonna make it and i also think he was the one that believed in luke the most and supported luke the most and understood what luke went through when their original friend died so i think he was you know he sees phil with his freaking stupid ass feet and uh dom with his stupid ass feet and luke was like and, and luke was like uh you know he saw him throw that really good left he's like okay so he can defend himself in the woods so you're the one who's going to have to carry the baton and go save us. But I think Hutch knew that he wasn't going to make it when he told him that, though, to be honest with you. I, I think he knew. I, I think so, too. Because yeah. you, you can you can get a sense from his... He just had, like, a realization. Like, he just had, like, a... It's really hard to, to say. Like, his character definitely knew that he was not going to make it out of the woods when he was when he was relaying that information to I Luke. do like I do like how uh, he picks the smoker of the group to make the run for it. You know, he's like, "Hey, I think uh, I think you're the one's got the run for it." He's like, "Me? Motherfucker, I can't run 30 feet without huffing a puffer. What are you talking about?" <laughs> True. Yeah, he's a cigarette smoker. I wonder if he was smoking cigarettes at the bar, if I remember correctly, or if that was something. Or he if it, up yeah, after. maybe yeah. that's a good that's a good one. It's a second viewing. Uh, we could probably watch with uh, Neil Marshall, the director of Descent. <laughs> <laughs> Hutch is dead. They find his body hanging from the tree. I don't know how or why even bother taking him down. I think we have bigger things to worry about now. Like, that's a fucked up situation. Well, I think that's kind of a fucked up thing for you to say, though, right? So if one of us is hanging up, tied up in a woods, are you just going to be like, fuck you and get out of there? Okay, uh, you have to have context, all right? Did you just sleep in a house where everyone had a crazy <laughs> nightmare about yes. something else? Yes, Did that happened. Just- did you see a deer yes, uh, that leading from yes. the top tree? Ruins. Uh, you have a twisted yep. knee guy yep. with you. Yeah, I'm not taking All that down. happened to you leave me in the fucking hang up there to be like that deer and bleed to death? Well, guess what? Yeah. If we well, Guess what? Yeah. Dead. Guess what, Mike? If we see Blaze hanging up there, we're going to spit on him as we run by. Spit <laughs> on him. 
Because I would be pulling you guys down. I, I agree with I agree with you. I agree with you. You'd be like, man, that's just kind of dead weight. You can't carry them. But come on, man, that's your friend. You can't really leave your friend um, there. And when you, and again, you know this too. This is a big horror trope. When you make that decision to fuck everybody, I'm getting out of there. Guess what? You're usually the next person to go to. Yeah, but I've been in the same situation before, though. Like this exact situation. So when I was in high school. We were uh, we were doing track and we had to go down. What the fuck is wrong with you, Blaze? <laughs> you did track in high school? Yes, I didn't know that. I'm finding so, new things about you, man. Cross the country. Sports that I could cross do. country. <laughs> I could not do any sports that required balls. So. <laughs> you went out of the closet. <laughs> I was in the closet. I was still in the closet, so I couldn't do any sports that required I just, balls. I just didn't know you can run track in jeans. So I didn't know that was they made an exception. You can't go very fast, though. Gotta right, so you build up a build up a lot of static electricity. So they continue on uh, after getting Hutch down and, and burying him, whatnot way. They, they start to drink from a creek, and then they see that, like, that opening, I guess. And it, it, they see that people have been with there, the have gone down yeah, this with path. The footprints. Yeah. And then that's when they decide to go in opposite direction, right? Are, are, you guys, are you guys drinking from that creek, is my question? I'm not drinking from that creek. I've seen enough naked and afraid to know <laughs> that you boil everything. <laughs> now not, not only are you running from the monster... But now you have the shits. Now you got the squirts, and you're fucking running from the monster. This is where now you're getting to the settlement, which I'm a little wary of. I mean, you have to run to the settlement. I, there's nothing else you can do. There's a creature out there. Two of your friends are, are pretty much dead now. You're running to this this settlement. Do, is there any other thing you can do? Do you turn away? Do you do you keep going that direction, or do you go a different direction? No, I think I think you go to the settlement. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you run to the settlement too, but you gotta run to the settlement with. Like, okay, I need to play my cards right here. Like, obviously, this is a creepy, weird settlement. It obviously has to do with this monster because there's no way that settlement would have lasted if they didn't have some relationship to the monster, whether it was antagonic or protagonic or beneficial. So I would play my cards right. I'm not running in there right away and trying to, like, bust in like they were. You know, I would be like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm here to join the cult, you know? You're going to jump, come right out with the join the cult? What if they weren't a cult? <laughs> then, then, then if you're like, hey, do you guys want to join? Uh, I want to join the cult. And they're like, this isn't a cult. They're like, do you want to start one? <laughs> exactly. I think that's the only, I'm, the only thing you can I'm do I'm kicking in the door and I'm like, I'm kicking the door and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here for the cult party. I'm here for the orgy. You are immediately the most suspicious person in that settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the togas? Where are the togas? Yeah, you need to rethink your, your entry. In I'm here for the party. That's all I'm gonna say. They break into the uh, the cabin in the settlement, and you get the cool upside down shot because they're both laying on their backs, uh, looking around, and there's the creepy music. And this old lady walks up and uh, gives water to only Luke and not Dom. And this is where we start to like see the reasons why, because Luke has this symbol on his chest that he got from his dream. Yep. He got from the creature. 
why do you think Luke got that symbol? Why did the creature choose him? Like he chose this old lady who presumably everyone in the settlement has this symbol on them. I think uh, I think he got chosen, uh, you know, for very obvious reasons because he was the one that was like dealing with the most pain, the most guilt, the most fear. And I think this creature and um, they do mention it in the movie. This creature is supposed to be like the bastard child of Loki. And it's supposed to be this demigod, and obviously Loki is a god of mischief and trickery. So I think um, you know the 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 this demigod, this motor, uh, as it's called in the book that this is based off of. Um, uh, feeds off that, feeds off the fear, feeds off the pain, and I think that's what its cult is built around. That is people that have 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 had to endure that kind of pain, and so that's why I think he was the more chosen one. Because the rest of the guys, yeah, they were they were feeling that pain too, but I think they were projecting it on him. So not only did he have his own personal guilt, but he had he was now the black sheep of those of that friend group. What do you think, Nebar? Uh, that was good. All right. <laughs> you think he? You think he feeds off it, or like uh, most most cults, uh, it's easier to take advantage of someone who's been through more tragedy. It's easier to use that against them. You can make them more submissive, rather than just a person that ha- doesn't have that much pain in them. Do you think or no? Mm. I I see what you mean. Uh, I'm going with Steve's thing though well i think so here's the other thing too and i'll tell you this i think and and maybe this again because for those people who don't know uh this is actually based on a book um this was based on a book uh it's a british film it's a british book um and i don't know if the i don't know if the book goes too far into it or not but i think but i think i believe that when they were in that first house and they all were having their different individual nightmares and dreams I believe that it was a tie to the creature, the motor, and it, it almost was a who is the right one, you know? Who is the right person? And that's the person who ended up being marked because um, obviously we see his dream and we see, and that's the main character, that's the, that's the protagonist that we follow in the movie. And But I feel like it could have been either, any of the other ones if they had a more painful, cl- cl- like something they're, they're holding on to, something they're clutching on to. His was the most, and I feel like the creature felt like he could feed off the most. Because remember, too, they also tell you in, in the movie that the creature kind of gives you long life. Because I, I feel that's a, it's a... Immortality. It, yeah, well, not really immortality. Yeah, immortality. Like, you could live for hundreds and almost thousands of years. But I think that's because the creature's yeah. siphoning off that from you and giving you that so it can continue to feed off you. Okay. Uh, and then so they they beat up Dom. They get him ready for the uh, the sacrifice. And that's when Dom is uh, back down there and he, he pretty much finishes out the story for us, which is really cool. I like it. He, he describes the rest of the film. He's like, I'm going to die. I'm not making it out of here. I know you're going to make it out of here. Burn this fucking place to the ground. And then that's the next 30 minutes. That was really cool. Yep. I like how they fit that in there. Uh, and then this is where we see the like the big picture of the creature because we've seen him move a couple times in the woods. But now we have Dom out there yelling for Gale. Gale's coming out. And you get that close-up shot of the uh, the eyes and the hands and just grabbing Dom and taking him and running. And you see the creature in, in most of its glory at that point. I thought that was a beautiful reveal. Really creepy. Really like, what the fuck? Like the eyes in the darkness. I loved it. What did you think of that scene? I liked it. 
Steve. Well, I uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I love the, the the scenery. I love the way they present. I love the way they present uh, present the character and, and, and the monster, as you can say. But like I said, that that statue you saw in the first house, you see that it's now that what looked like was a body with no arms is actually like its antlers, and then it comes down to having these weird human-like arms, and on the inside, it's just got that vagina. You know, with the two eyes piercing straight through the vagina, just looking at you, you know? I was going to say, what do you think this creature looks like, like? So it was like, no, to me, it reminded me of my, you know, my first time seeing one in college. I almost feel like, I almost feel like, in college. <laughs> yeah, it was a late bloomer. I was a late bloomer. A lot of people know this. So, but I remember, I'll never forget, as she opened them, right? I saw eyes stare at me too. They stared right at me just like this, you know? Well, now 30 of our listeners are going to know this about you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was a late bloomer. It's still not a lot are going to know. Don't worry. But I was but. a late bloomer, and um, yeah, it was definitely a vagina face, and it had eyes that stared at you. This this is a full-on vagina monster, because oh. the head is like the torso. Uh, yes, yep, yep. And that's just that's just the lips yep. going around it. Yep. Like, I didn't notice it right away. Uh, Nebauer, this is probably news to you. What did you think it looked like? <laughs> Well, I don't have a lot of experience in this field, so I wasn't quite sure. I was like, hmm, it looks kind of like a deer, but something's weird with the front of it, and I just couldn't tell. So yeah, now we're getting to that, that burning down building. Why? I, I don't get why the creature's killing everyone, too, or, or I don't know if he is. He, he definitely killed the girl. I love the scene where Luke breaks out. He breaks his thumb so he can get out. He grabs this old-ass musket gun that tells you that these people have been here for a long time. And then he runs into the old lady. And this is Nebar's favorite scene, but he, he, he clocks her. Gives her a right-hander. Gives her a good right yeah, jab. He's a, yeah, he's done both hands nah, on this he's a film, switch hitter. He's cool. a switch hitter. He's a switch hitter. And then, like, he's there's a guy down there, and he's, like, yelling at the guy. The guy's not even looking at him. So I'm like, that that's a clue to look to what the fuck the guy is looking at and when you finally do you see in the doorway which is a really cool creepy scene of the creature's hands going into the doorway and then bending down to look inside oh my god that, that was a really cool moment we also have him going upstairs to see the uh the immortality we have these these mummified people that have been chanting the whole time i forgot about the chanting the chanting just creepy at this at this moment that you keep hearing uh, while they're prisoners. And what does he do up there? Why, why does he do what he do, he does up there, Nibar? I think he's just trying to get rid of, like, the whole situation and, like, kill the monster and, you know, kind of get revenge for his friends. So he's trying to just take whatever the creature has and destroy it uh, to essentially try to destroy the creature at some point. So I think that's what his goal is. And I, yeah. and I think that weakens the creature. Because like I said, I think the creature... Because that's what... Like you said, when you go upstairs, you that's see... That's hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. When you, well, okay. Well, when you... Objection. <laughs> objection. <laughs> that's your opinion. So, but I mean... There's no evidence of that weakening Okay, the but here's what I'm saying. So you, when you go upstairs, you see all these people that have been living probably, again, for hundreds of thousands of years. They have their immortality, but they still grow old. And I think they're still there worshiping at an altar because he's still feeding off their fear. Um, the, the reason why the creature to only kills of his followers, that chick, because he knows, he can see into everyone's mind. He has that kind of connection, that hive mind of her telling him 
the secrets yeah. before he's an actual real follower of oh he gives us immortality oh you know he's the bastard or she's the bastard child of loki because like i said her, her name's motor which is kind of norse scandinavian for mother so they worship her like a mother god so I thought it was like John Don or something. Jo- jo a Jotun, like a Jotun, but a Jotun is, it's that a Jotun is essentially like a bastard of the gods. A Jotun is when oh, okay. is yeah. when like Loki bangs a horse that makes the motor, you know, or when uh, Odin bangs a cow <laughs> that like makes you know. So a Jotun is is an old Norse. It's it's a it's a demigod, but it's usually non-human. So it's 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 gotcha. it's when they're banging animals. So he must have <laughs> So Loki power, your expertise is needed. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, let me warm up real quick. <laughs> so Loki Loki must have been banging a deer and uh he didn't kill it, you know, cuz they don't give a shit about their children usually, and it survived in this forest in this mountain and it learned to feed off of people's fear. That's just my non-expert opinion. All right, so we're at the end of this this film, and Luke is running, and you get that. So I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like the creatures kind of bound to this forest, this wooded area, because uh, as you you know, they clearly showed you in the map. Just on the other side was the tavern, the town they were trying to get to. So obviously that town and tavern's been fine, unless again maybe sequel here you start to find out that they have some kind of relationship with the creature. Sequel idea there, but. Um, so I think, he, I think the creature is kind of bound to that forest area and that's why the King's trail, the, I forget, King and Clocking, whatever it's called, goes around it. And so I, th- I think the creature can't really get out past there. One, two, um, uh, I think the creature is kind of weakened by losing all of its followers and having everything burned down and, and, uh, and kind of just like, all right, man, this is, this is fucking lost cause. I'm not, not going to keep going on this one, you know? This guy wins today, you know? And I love this, and I know you guys really didn't take the same feeling I did, but I think that was a huge scene, and it was cathartic in a way, when he's screaming at the creature, and the creature screaming at him, and he's screaming back at the creature, and that was just kind of him finally letting go of all that guilt and all that fear, and him being like, fuck you, fuck you, I'm going to move on with my life. Now he has to. I mean, all his friends are dead now. So, um, I mean, he's kind of got to move on. I didn't like that because... It, no one's turning around. This is this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you turn on autopilot right now. No, really, you're gonna turn around. I disagree. And scream. No, you're running if, and you don't stop running until you are tired. Listen, if in Texas Chainsaw Massacre you're gonna get in a car and put on autopilot rather than fucking putting pedal to the metal, then you can easily turn around and scream at a creature for once or twice. Okay, but that's after killing him. All right, this creature was chasing him. Yeah, but running. but he realized. Yeah, but I think he understood exactly. that the creature couldn't exactly. leave the forest. Exactly. And now, How if you know the creature, that? now because he, he was running. He was running, and the creature wasn't following. So then he turns around to see what happened. Where's the creature? The creature's looking at him from the forest. He's looking at it, and then he goes, you know what? Ah! And he just gives a huge scream out to the creature. Okay, don't do that again. But, yeah, I think think that, I think that, yeah, he, he, he looks, he sees the creature can't follow, and then he, you know, he's like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm safe, kind of, at this point. Uh, what are you going to yell at the creature? So right before you fire, you know, 
the there's fire all over the place and then the creature is looking super super evil and you got that gun you just finished you know killing that old guy for no reason and you're like i got another bullet on me i can you know i'm gonna go take this creature you know i'm gonna go and do this you know you just punch that old lady in the face you know you've taken on like the weakest of the people you probably could have (laughs) taken on and just totally ruined them completely i mean that old lady's dead now her face is just completely caved in you know and that guy is shot he didn't even know what happened to him so anyways so what are you yelling what are you yelling before you shoot that gun what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna yell yeah yelling smile you son of a bitch oh, <laughs> i'm yelling i'm gonna yell in. i'm gonna yell that's a you can't laugh. i'm gonna i'm gonna look at him i'm gonna yell i'm gonna yell this is totally not gonna work, and then I'm gonna fire the bullet because because why do you think he had two bullets, right? Yeah. He had two bullets. He shot one into that guy's face, and then what does he think? They're magic bullets. He thinks this is the shot. This is the shot that it's at all. No, he's not. He's gonna be like, that's a stinky face, you bitch. And he shoots him right there. You know, I'm pretty sure the old guy walked off that that gunshot too. He just like walked it off. He's like, all yeah, right, exactly. you shot me. Exactly. Yeah, all right. It's, it's okay. The muskets from like fucking 1700, buddy. Relax. All right. So I got a couple things for the viewers here. Uh, so this film was directed by David Buckner. Um, he actually, after this again came on 2007, 2008, whichever. I mean, you know, you want to when you first watched it. Uh, his follow up in 2020. I'm actually really intrigued to watch called The Night House, uh, starring Rebecca Hall. That actually looks really interesting, and it looks like a a more smaller, low budget film. Uh, as well, and then the reason why I had thought Nibar had picked because he had picked this movie for us to review um, was he's actually in post production right now for a remake of Clive Barker's Hellraiser, which is supposed to be coming out this year. Um, but that's so I think that's really cool and interesting. I, now that we've seen the ritual, I would like to see kind of his take on Hellraiser. Um, and then if anyone wants to know where he came from and how he kind of blew up, I think it was actually one of my favorite parts of the vhs series anthology series is he did amateur night which is that cool one where it's the guys on like a bachelor party and the succubus like it's like i like you i like you and it's weird and creepy i thought it was a cool i love that i know one. i really do love that one and so i i thought that was really cool i like the ritual um you know if we're gonna get into our rating system so I, I'm, I'm digging this guy's vibe i definitely want to check out the night house and Hell raises a whole other story because you already you have a property that has a bunch of sequels and it's beloved, so that might be tough. But I want to check out the Nighthouse um, as well. Well, I would love to see if his style comes out with multiple different films. Yeah, and see yeah, what yeah, he, yeah. he likes to use. Okay, how many vagina monsters do you give this film, Nibar? Three. Three vagina monsters. This yeah. is on on uh, pace with. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scream. Yeah, the reason why it it was a good movie, it didn't like wow me. It didn't have like oh my god that you know, it it had an interesting creature. I liked the the creature. I thought the acting overall was good, um, but it wasn't anything that was so out of the ordinary or that I did not expect. I mean. The creature itself, I didn't expect as much of like the the mind games and stuff that the creature did, which I thought was kind of interesting. But um, overall, I think it's a solid movie. I don't think it's like genre define defining or anything like that. I don't think it really breaks out of of the mold that it's 
but we don't in. necessarily need that you know for every film so. uh this was this was a good one I, I i rate it the same i'll give it three uh vagina monsters out of five and where i'll yeah i'll differ from it i love the creature i love the creature design the acting's good but yeah there's not a lot of new to it there's not a lot of like oh i gotta see it for this scene or i gotta see it for this it's a it it's a good enough film an average horror film but i wouldn't necessarily go rewatch it i don't think it's not gonna be a rewatch film for me unless i'm doing it for like this podcast or or whatnot what do you think steve uh i would i would give it uh four hanging bloody deer out of five um yeah i would i would uh, you know for again i don't like comparing it to other movies reviewed before um, but I'm definitely, definitely more of a fan of this one than the, the requels, uh, the requels screen we watched. Definitely if I'm a bigger fan than Hereditary. Um, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I said, I, I don't want to, you know, I, we put, we're going to have 6,000 episodes of this podcast. We can't go back 6,000 movies, but I, I would give it four. I'd give it four bloody vaginas out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I meant bloody deers or four vagina monsters out of five. You mix up your bloody deer and vagina monster. Four bloody oh, vagina monsters. know what you see. <laughs> college all over again, man. It's college all over again. I know, right? It was his, that was his first time. <laughs> Are we gonna leave anything behind in the woods? Are we all? Are we good? What are we leaving? You uh. Tripping in the woods. <laughs> Tripping. You, you leave with what you came with. God damn it, Nevar! What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? You you go camping. You don't leave a bunch of shit and trash in the woods. That's what that means. <laughs> Have you never been camping? Is this the recycle monster? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. I'm did you not? Did you not have have a Boy Scout? You know, camp leader Dave spend a lot of time with you when you were when you were young. I bet camp leader oh, Dave no. spent a lot of time no. with you. I bet he did. That is a very personal what is it? story. And, and Nibar knows this. And this is what Nibar is saying. And Blaze, you should always follow this rule: take pictures, take memories, do not take anything out of the woods. All right. Take pictures, Are take memories, you. do not take anything out of the woods. You can bring things into the woods. Do not take anything out of the woods. <laughs> Tripping in the woods. Tripping in the woods. You're next. Thank you for listening to Tripping in the Woods podcast. And if you survived the night, please come back for more. Tripping in the Woods podcast.